are three things every human needs, whether they recognize it or not. But as soon as I say it, I think you'll agree with it. Maybe use different words, but agree with it. They're up there on the slideshow projectors. To be accepted, to be affirmed, and to be assigned. These needs are built into you. You can deny it, but then they'll they always come up. And as I look across myself, as I look across our church, as I look across America, I look sociologically across humans, I'm telling you, we're all striving. We may use different words to be accepted, to be affirmed, which is encouraged, acknowledged, and to be assigned. It is created in each person because of the original mandate from Genesis 1.28, be fruitful and multiply and take dominion over the earth. We need an assignment. We need a purpose. You know, studies have shown repeatedly if you retire with no purpose and just go and play golf on the beach, on average, within two years, people die. That's an amazing statistic. We're not created to just hang out all of the time. We want to hang out sometimes, but we're created for assignments. And we, but it has to go in this order. Most of the world is striving for some purpose to get their acceptance. They are striving to be famous, to be, make a great company, to make lots of money, to get fame, to have their 15 minutes of fame on Instagram or social media. Why? Because they want to be accepted. It will not work that way. It'll be like the little hamster on a... Have you ever seen these hamsters? I know you have as a pet. they got a little wheel in there, and they'll just sit there and turn on this wheel over and over again. That's what happens. When you try to first get your assignment and do external things to get accepted, because the world says, we'll accept you if you're famous. Actually, they don't. They envy you and are jealous towards you and will try to tear you down. They, uh, You make big money to get accepted. They envy you. They jealous, make jealous of you. But then they often make, well, he got it this way or that way instead of hard work. And so the assignments cannot come first. We have to flip this equation. And that's why we're talking about it again today. I talked a little bit about it about six weeks ago. It's got to go in this order of being accepted first. Accepted into what? Accepted into who He made you. And I'm going to talk about how you do that so it's not just a, a theoretical term. But you you see it. My son, he works at Books A Million and he can verify this. I'm a big reader. You see it on the internet. Huge sections on three ways to success. How to be at peace with yourself. I, we were at Books A Million yesterday and we passed the, uh, I don't remember what they call it. It's not the Christian section. It's the, we used to call it the New Age section. They don't call it that anymore. But anyway, there's a book there. It's not Christian. It's called How to Be Supernatural. Almost bought it just to see what the world, how you can be supernatural without the super. You are supernatural because of the super. The super God marries with your natural. Now, it's probably something along these lines. You get quiet, you meditate, you go to a mountain, maybe not a literal mountain, and you um and do the the Hindu things, et cetera, et cetera, to try to find the super on the inside of you. Let me tell you, there is no super on the inside of you that's going to help you there. 
Now, when you were created, you were created to be eternal. So there is some super. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, I have given you, oh, I'm sorry, eternity is written on your hearts. And so there is eternal inside of you. But it's only eternal and it's only effective when it connects with who created you. And when you connect in meditation, true biblical meditation, when you connect with Him in that way, all of a sudden there is a connection between your natural and super, and you become supernatural. But you will never become supernatural by yourself. You will end up on this hamster wheel and go, what's wrong with me? There's nothing there. There's nothing wrong with you. But you were created to have the super on the inside of you. You have to connect to something outside of you to be accepted. And this is where it, it, it gets uh, tricky for people. And so, I love First Chronicles 12.32. It says, "...of the sons of Issachar, men who understood the times..." They were a tribe. "...with knowledge what Israel should do." I'm telling you, as you look across America, it is unbelievable the search for significance. And you know it's God. Everywhere. What is my purpose? You know, one of the worst advice you can give young people, or old people, is you need to go do this to find yourself. Let me tell you, so they're trying to do the assigned thing. Go find yourself. Yourself is right here. This is it. You're not going to find yourself by going to Kathmandu, Nepal. I've been to Kathmandu, Nepal. That's the dirtiest country I've ever been in in my life. I've been to 29 countries. I went to one of the largest Hindu temples there, part of it that I could go in, not being a Hindu. It was nasty. I'm talking physically, not spiritually. That's a whole whole other thing. Physically nasty. You're not going to find yourself there except get dirty. Okay? And it's the same way. You cannot find yourself. Forget yourself. I'm telling you something that is exact opposite of the American psyche of what's been taught in the West. Forget yourself. Find Him. When you find Him, He'll tell you, this is how I created you, connect with you, and empower you to live it out. I love the prodigal son. Let's just talk about the story. Most of you know it. I'm not going to read it in detail because of time. I want to make sure we we prophesy over people. Um, I know a couple of the words I had we did at the break, which was cool. The prodigal story is in Luke 15, verse 11. I love this story. This is the story of Americans. The religion in America is humanism. You can call it by different words. You may not call it humanism. You can call it something else. What is humanism? I, 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 I make the decisions for my life. Whenever you say that, in whatever area, you're practicing the human is the one that's God. And God will let you do that, because that's what He did with Adam and Eve at the Garden of Eden. Some time ago, I was feeling sorry for myself. It's like so-and-so left me. This was years ago. We had a split, and about 50% of the people left, and I was feeling sorry for myself. And he said, start feeling sorry for yourself. You're not a perfect father, but you were a good father. You lost half your people, but I lost all of mine. I had two people with no original sin, in the perfect garden, perfect environment, All their needs met with the perfect father, and they all left. So stop your whining. And now you know why you're part, how an apostolic church is. An apostolic church is maturity. 
Sometimes it feels good, but it, sometimes it doesn't, but it always leads to maturity. So I repented. And in some subtle way that I repented of, I'm like, I got a better ratio than God does. <laughs> I wasn't serious, but humanism always leads to chaos. When Adam and Eve sinned, it left to death. It led to death. It might be a slow chaos, but when we run to the Father, and we're going to explain that in a minute, what you're doing when you run to the Father, you're saying, not I, but Him. We are so good in the church, and the charismatic church is the worst, of giving orders to God. We come to church and he's almost, it's almost like it's a vending machine, especially in the charismatic church because we believe in the nine gifts. I believe in all the nine gifts. Okay? I'm all for the nine gifts. We have a healing table back here, prophetic words up here, different times. But you know, he does not take orders from us. There are times he asks us to declare because he needs a man to agree with him. Because the heavens belong to the Lord and the earth belongs to man. Decla- I'm not talking about declarations. So we have to be very careful about giving orders to the Lord. And the American church is great at ordering God. I'm telling you, it's when I start ordering him, he gets very quiet. It's like, I don't listen to you. How many of you have raised kids at three, four years old, or 13 and 14 years old, they start ordering you? How well does that go? If you're a wimp, it might go well. If you're not mature. But that's how God is with us. He's just like, it's quiet, all right, just go off, do whatever. We take orders from Him because we're not humanists. Humans aren't God, like Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve said, I want to be like God, and I decide. He will let you decide. He has let America decide. It always is on some timeline or some uh, scale with death at the end. He told Adam that he would die. They did not die for hundreds of years. But it was a slow process. And so I've actually, it's, this isn't a judgmental talk. I feel sorry for Americans because we've been convinced that when we're assigned, whatever your definition of success is, whatever your definition of success is, it varies from person to person, but we live in an American capitalistic society, so it's usually revolved something around bigger, something bigger. Bigger house, bigger car, bigger building, bigger savings account. I'm telling you, I want a bigger, I don't want a bigger house. My house is big enough. I want a smaller house. Uh, some of the others I might go for. <laughs> but you get my point. You're not going to get your assignment from there. It's a lie from the devil that sets you up to say you're in control. And you are in control. But when you stop being in control and do like the prodigal son, trying to get back to the Luke 15 11, the prodigal son story. The prodigal son, the younger story, was the ultimate American. He went to his dad and said, I want my money now. I want my allowance now. I want my inheritance now. I'm 16, buy me a car. And the father, which represents father, God, for some reason gave him half his money. And you know, sometimes he'll give us what we ask for. But it may not be the best thing. And so go to the Lord and say, Father, what do you want me to have? 
Let me put you in on a trick. Not a trick. It's a tip. That's a better way. What I do, I don't take this to the extreme, but it's a general principle. I almost never ask the Father for anything for my needs. Because if I'm walking close enough with Him, He knows what my needs are. Now, I don't, that's not a hard and fast rule. There are times I've done that. But when that worry comes up, I'll just say, well, Father, here you go. This is your problem. I'm hanging with you. But anyway, you have the prodigal son. Said, I want it now. This is going to make me cool. And he was cool for a time until his money ran out. He had more friends than he can imagine. You cannot measure friendship and prosperity. You have to measure friendship in austerity. Those that hang around you and like you, even if you know that you don't have anything. That's a side point. So he did, he went after the assigned. He went after the stuff. And the devil will often give you stuff if it keeps you off of being accepted. It's a delusion. But eventually, chaos overtakes you, and it overtook you in the prodigal son. I'm not going to take time to read it, but you can go and read it. It's a good good thing to remember. I've already written a live close text series of devotionals on it. Sometime in the future, they'll be put out. And so, there's a lot to learn there. So he did the assigned thing, what would think make him feel good on the inside, but eventually he ends up in the pig's pen, eating the pig's food. And so this is the key to being accepted. You remember the story? He humbled himself and said, it's better to be a servant in the father's house. See, he used to be a son. But he said, it's better to be a servant, he gave up on that, a servant in the Father's house than out here doing my own thing. And when he got back, let me read this to you, it's so good. I can find it. Okay, that's good enough. That's what happens when you just sort of ad lib. If you remember, when he came back, what happened to the father? What did the father do? He ran after him. And he did not deserve it. He was a mess with pig slop all over him. Because I don't think there was a YMCA you could stop and take a bath at on the way home. I love it. It says the father ran towards him. He was accepted now by the Father. What was the trick of why he, how he got accepted? We don't want to blow all our inheritance and end up in a pigsty. That's not the answer. He humbled himself. Acceptance starts this way. And this is extremely hard for humans. Any human. I don't care if you're an American or live in, you know, Bulgaria. It's extremely hard is to go, Father, I repent of living for myself. I repent of deciding what to do. I repent of choosing whether it's good or evil in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil instead of always choosing you and your way. That's it. 
This is not a heavy, heavy truth. It's a simple truth, but extremely hard to do because humans are... Our ultimate problem is the same as Lucifer's was before the throne. It's pride. To humble yourself, you have to give up your pride. Just like in a marriage. For those of you that have been married for a little while, you remember those first few fights you had those few months? You knew you were wrong. Maybe not every time, but you knew you were wrong some of the time. What was the hardest, at least for me, maybe y'all are more mature than I am. What was the hardest thing to do? Go and say, you were right, I was wrong, and I'm, I'm, I'm I can't get the words out. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> y'all know it's true, right? At least for me. It's the same way with God. So how do you get accepted? It's this simple. It starts a chain reaction. Daily wake up and say, Father, I submit my will, desires, agenda, whatever words you want to put on it, to you. I won't do it perfectly, but I choose to do your will, agendas, and desires. I'm I'm a little dull of hearing sometimes. Help me hear. Speak loud enough to go through my... My crazy, thick head. And I'm telling you, it's as simple as that. We make Christianity, you don't need five steps. It makes it too complicated. The right of every children, as Romans 8.14 says, if you are a child of God, you hear His voice. And He'll start speaking to you. So humility... The pigsty is a great example. And then what happens is he gives you a robe. It's interesting you brought it up today. Robe means in that culture, right standing. He will forgive your sin, start helping you with your shame, guilt, and regrets. I'm telling you that the younger brother had a lot of regrets. The rest of his life he was taken care of, but he didn't have any extra money. He spent it all. Now he took care of them. What regret would that be? Somebody give you $10 million and you blow it the rest of your life. Wow. But so acceptance comes from something bigger than you. That's the lie that is told to Adam and Eve. That's the lie that's told to us. You can accomplish it. You can do it. You can create. And you can because you're created in the image of God. There are things you can do that's pretty cool. There's a lot of unbelievers doing cool stuff. But you'll never reach your potential and you'll never reach the inner peace without being around the Prince of Peace. He was affirmed. That's the ring. That's your right identity. We could talk a long time about this. But he put that ring on him and said, Hey, you are not just a robe. You are a part of the family. Only the family with authority got a ring. It was like the seal of approval. We don't have that concept today. And then he got hit finally, and it was third in the list, he got his assignments, his sandals, which meant he was going somewhere. And so I just want to encourage you today. The biggest Christian battle you're going to have is your ego. I know that's a heavy word, but it's the truth. Is your ego. Many years ago, I did something in the ministry. I don't remember all about it. 
did something in the ministry. I was excited. It was a cool result. Things were happening. And the Lord came to me and He goes, you're pretty pleased with yourself, aren't you? And there is a right pleasing. I'd cross the line. And he says, all I've heard about is what Craig did. And I just want you to know, that's not sin. But when you take my, when you take glory, it doesn't, I don't get any. And I keep records. And one day you're going to be sad because you took my glory. Oh man, that is not something that's just pared down overnight. And I've just come to realize ego, the desire to promote myself, is probably the root biggest challenge of a Christian. Because it's pride. And so every day I wake up, I submit my will to you. I submit my mind to you. I submit my emotions to you. Show me where my ego wants to rule. Because I think I'm... I think we're going to battle this the rest of our lives. And as soon as I cross over that line, I give you permission to show me. And then what happens is so weird. As you give up yourself, He shows more of Himself, and more of the super comes into your natural, and the more you like yourself. How many of you ever had this happen? If you had, nobody besides me. If you, so just try it. You'll be surprised and go, it is more fun flowing with Him than whatever I did on my own. Let me, um, just real quick, because I've got 20 minutes here. You remember the story of Ezekiel 37, verse 1, is talking about the valley of dry bones. This is another one. This is your homework assignment. If you haven't read, go home and read Luke 15 and then the valley of dry bones. I love this for many reasons because it parallels us. There's a bunch of dry bones out there. And I'm telling you, there's as much dry bones in churches as there any place else. They are saved, but they need the breath of life to blow into them. They're just dry. And I've been there a good portion of my life. How you get life is to say Jesus or the Father... he was prophesying to Ezekiel and said, prophesy my life life into them. When you feel dry, what's happened is you've started stepping back and trying to get your strength and energy on external things or yourself. This is good. I know it's simple, but some deep stuff here. So back off and say, Father, I'm just dry. You're dry because you're not connected to life, His breath. The tree of life. It's all consistent all through scriptures. And so back, back up when you're weary, you're tired, dry, and go, where was the last place I felt this? Go back, and I always do this. I repent. Maybe not consciously sinned, but I'd say, Father, I repent of just stepping away from you. I got too fast. I got too moving. And then one of the biggest things that um, I've noticed So how does He get us accepted, affirmed, and assigned? In verse 6 of Ezekiel 37, He prophesies life over them, and the Father says, I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you. So what does that have to do with anything? He's putting the body back together. This is the point. He works from the inside out. Puts the tendon. He could have put the flesh on, then the tendons. He puts the tendons on. You can go back and read it all in the flesh. 
So when you submit yourself to Him, He'll start working on internal motivations, internal thoughts, and it's good. He almost hardly ever starts on the outside. It wasn't that long ago. Here, somebody said, can, can people smoke in here? And I said, no, I'd rather, but then go smoke outside. And then somebody was like, well, they shouldn't even be smoking outside. And I'm like, I don't care. I just don't want to smell like smoke. Otherwise, they could smoke on the inside. Do you know the things, if we're not careful, we will judge from the outside in, and God judges from the inside out, because when He judges, when He moves on the inside, the outside takes care of itself. Be very careful with new believers that you may be discipling, or your spouse. Don't give them instructions on what to work on next. They ask you. We, of course, got a whole list we can tell them. But it's our preferences. Ask them this. Have you, what is Holy Spirit telling you? I'm around a lot of Christians. And fortunately, I'm with a good group of tribes of other families. But sometimes I get around different streams. And you, you ask them, what is Holy Spirit telling you? I mean, it looks like they're not mad at you. It's like, what? That's sad. And so you just go and say, Holy Spirit, you know, ask them, well, what is Holy Spirit telling you? Because if they're doing and you're doing, working on anything, Holy Spirit hasn't told you. He's not obligated to give you power and His anointing and the fruits of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit to make it work. And so much of my own life, we'll pick on Craig, I'm fairly disciplined in the natural. I can get a lot done in my natural strength. And that's okay. It's not bad. But we can get a whole lot more done, a lot faster, with eternal results when we do what Holy Spirit's asked us to do. Amen? That's good. So the answer to being accepted is to humble yourself and run to the Father on a regular basis. You got a problem? Humble yourself and run to the Father. Before you ask Google or DuckDuckGo or whatever you're into, before you ask anybody else, I'm not saying don't ask those things. Ask the Father. James, it says in Ephesians 1.17, Paul says, I pray you Ephesians, walk in two things, wisdom and revelation. There are two different things. Wisdom is understanding what the Father says in the Bible and applying that over and over again until you become wise. Anybody that's wise in an area did not get hands laid on them. They might got hands laid on them, but they didn't get wisdom that way. You only get wisdom by applying the Word of God over and over again until it becomes second nature. Then you become wise. Revelation is where you ask the Father, and He just drops something in that we do not deserve or not even thought about. That happens a lot to me. It's cool. You didn't have to work for it. You just got it. And if you share a word with somebody, they go, wow, you're spiritual. Well, you were spiritual enough to hear from Him, but that doesn't mean you're wise. And we're keeping maturity here. It's cool we hear from God. We share what we do. But have, have, how many of you ever heard somebody just first get saved come out with this cool stuff like, dude, where did that come from? That was a revelation from the Father, but they're not wise yet because wise wisdom takes time. And He does both. We want both. Wisdom and revelation. So ask Him every morning, Father, I want to be at war 
Wisdom and revelation every morning. I want to be filled with that. Man, I could keep talking, but we're going to end. Amen. So what we're going to do, if we get any words for people, we're going to share them. Um, if you're full, because this might be short time, it might be a long time. But if you're full and saturated, and just quietly leave and go out in the lobby and talk. And we're just going to hang here till the Lord stops ministering. That sound good? Yeah.